Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um the guy whistle into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock palace there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thank you for joining me. It's a balmy old night here in good old Melbourne town, but that's not stopping me from releasing the podcast this week. I tell you right now, got a little bit of a sore throat. I've been talking a lot. I've been back at work for the last two weeks. Uh, you know, lots of, lots of instructing of the young minds of, of tomorrow. All about those crotchets and quavers, baby. You know, when you put two quavers together, even though it looks like two crotchets, it's actually only worth one beat, not two beats. Okay, you sevens and eights, please. Can we just remember that? How hard is it, boys and girls? Apparently really hard when you're 14. I probably couldn't remember it either, to be fair. So <laughs> maybe I should ease up on those poor little tackers, eh? Mr. Siriani, I don't understand. What's a quaver? Uh, well, I'm never going to use this. And they're probably not, to be fair. So, you know, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> That'd be bad. If you can tell, I'm uh, I'm losing my voice a little bit, as I said. Um, so, uh, but hopefully it'll be all guns blazing on Saturday night because it's Art of Touring 100th episode time. That's right, we made it, Sizzlers. It is the week of weeks. It's my WrestleMania. It's my Super Bowl. It's my Grand Final. It's my last hurrah for the Art of Touring. It's all happening. It's a spotted mallard, uh, spotted mallard, and I thought, you know what? For this momentous occasion, why not release a special podcast? So I've gone into the archives, I've dug deep, deep, deep into the archives, and I've dug out all little bits of gems. I've been doing it all afternoon and into the evening. I'm recording this little intro now at about uh, ten o'clock in the evening on Thursday, uh, and uh, I was doing a little bit at work, but not too much because I do, you know, I do got to teach uh, the young minds, as I was saying. Uh, and all evening, I've just been, you know, going through the going through the archives, getting getting a little gem from here, from there, from everywhere. So you will be hearing some hidden gems from the lads from uh, Swedish Pop Factory, uh, from Delsinki, and from the Warbirds, Nick and Jules from the Millionaires Club. And Wolfie, Troy, and Matt from the Hollywood Hitters, um, but those guys are from different bands uh, from the uh, from the archives. So Matt is actually from uh, Creek, and uh, Wolfie had his own show as well, his own podcast, and so did Troy. So I'm uh, I'm going to introduce everyone as they come up and give you a little bit of backstory as to why I thought this was a cool cool little. Um, snippet of of them but it's all just to juice you up it's to get you juiced and ready for the art of of touring 100th episode happening on the feb 15th this saturday night art of touring is brought to you every single friday you can listen to art of touring on itunes spotify or on the google podcasts app on your android device guys 
It'd be great if you could tell friends about the podcast. It'd be great if you could tell friends about the live podcast happening on Saturday night. Spread the word. It'd be awesome. Now, if you are listening with kids, this episode's just like all the others. There are a bit of swearing in there, so put them to bed early, okay? Put on a bit of, um, you know, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and then once uh, they're off to sleep, uh, you can put Art of Touring back on. And now, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Art of Turing is brought to you by Lobos Collectibles in Thornbury. Lobos is Melbourne's largest and best vintage toy store. Uh, in their newly relocated address on 310 St. George's Road in Thornbury, Thornbury, <laughs> Thornbury, uh, the store has something for even the most crazy collector like myself. They've got Star Wars, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Little Pony, Wrestling, Dino Riders. The list goes on and on and on. They got some wrestling figures in this week. They posted it on social media at about 3 or 4 in the afternoon. The next morning at 10 a.m., all the crazily, crazy wrestling fans went in there and just bought all those LJNs. I missed out. So if you don't want to miss out, make sure you follow them on their social profiles. They're always going to have some great stuff. And just like those wrestling figures, the coolest thing about Lobos is they are constantly acquiring new old stock to add to their store. So you are sure to find something different every time you visit. Let them know you heard about the store from The Art of Turing. Old mate Sis Dog sent you along. I love the store, man. Uh, I would go all the time to their original location, but um, that seems like a distant memory now because we all know Thornbury is the place to go. That location on 310 St. George's Road is the centre of the nerd universe in Melbourne. If you want to get down there and you want to take advantage of the 15% off at Lobos for three months from Feb 15th to May 15th. You've got to come down to the Art of Touring live episode happening at the Spotted Mallard this Saturday night. Lobos Collectibles, the best darn toy store in the universe! All right, Sizzlers, just so you know, this uh, Art of Touring podcast is hosted by Wooshka. They're the guys that allow me to uh, release this into the universe every week. So if you want to follow the Art of Touring's journey, it's all thanks to Wooshka. And if you've got a podcast and you want to get it out there to the universe, you should go and look up Wooshka, mate. All right, ladies and gents, so it's now time to uh, go down memory lane, all the way back to episode 16 with Swedish Pop Factory. They're going to be at the Spotted Mallard opening up, so let's start off the show with these guys. Now, fair warning, guys and girls, put the kids to bed because these guys get loose and I've chosen some fantastic little choice moments for you to enjoy that is definitely for adults only. So, you've been warned, here are the boys from Swedish Pop Factory. want to ask you um, about your gig history and like looking back at like your best gig, your worst gig. It could have been overseas or it could have been a hometown show. Um, maybe maybe your best gig. Is there something popping in your mind saying, yeah, man. oh man, that was show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back when I used to spin Bump and Grind, I did a oh, two hour set this is a show. for a stripper who was putting on a dildo show. <laughs> no man, and I made more money in two hours than I did in the entire week. Oh my, my God. Job. So you, what kind of show was it? A, a Bump and Grind show? Well, I was spinning Bump and Grind. Yeah. Is she that a style of... This mad fucking dildo. <laughs> oh, my. oh, 
fucking her and she mom. laid down the top. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, a top one. Yeah, she brought her own top. And this was in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, man, it was in Turak. In Turak. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is like the gig of dreams. It was good. Yeah, far out. I think the the only comparable show I can remember was when I was doing the cover band days back in the early noughties, and we got play. We got booked to play a gig down in um, not Summerton. Started starts with an S on the Hume Highway uh, uh, towards Sydney, yeah, like right. about an hour away from town, and um, it was at a bar where there was topless. Barmaids, Damn. and so we're playing Snap. covers. And <laughs> before the show, they this, the top one of the topless barmaids obviously was a stripper as well. Oh, yeah. And she got up on the stage we're about to play on and did a strip show for like all the punters that were you know just. And so then we were meant to follow that hard act to follow. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> whatever we were doing, it wasn't cutting it. Yeah, and I'll tell you yeah. what we do. Well, we haven't done it yet, but we're trying. Yeah, we've got a hundred dollars, right? And Cash. Cash. You, you've got $100 on you right we, now. We got $100. We got $100. Whoa. And if a girl in the crowd is willing to piss all over my face <laughs> in the middle of a song... $100 cold hard cash. $100. Well, wow, I think you'll be holding on to that $100 for quite a while. Man, yeah, yeah, maybe, you're really messing that water bottle over there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get a photo of this water bottle uh, you know, in, in the promo photo for this podcast. Yeah, that is an office water cooler. This bad boy. Yeah, well, this is where the talk happens. You're meant to talk around a water cooler. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, makes there sense. it is. Very but good. this is a 2.2 litre water bottle. And the word on the street is that is the amount of water a human being is meant to consume every day. Yeah, yeah. okay. Very good. I reckon I've, fin- I've had it for about two weeks. I've finished it about twice. I'll I tell usually you what, get though, about halfway. If you drink all of that, you like money, don't you? You want to earn $100? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I do like money. Yeah, well. Maybe not gonna that much. You're going to be urinating anyway. This is the thing. It's something that you're doing anyway. anyway why yeah. not make $100 yeah. from it? That's true. I can't don't understand why people it. don't do it. Yeah, yeah. look. They, turn it, they, they make it sexual. They turn it into something. <laughs> but you, you're urinating anyway. Just do it. Just the do it. Is, Take like, the money. I'm going to be on money. that stage. Yeah, girls yeah. Need to go to the toilet. That's it. Yeah, everyone always needs. But I'm thinking about it now. I really need to take a piss. So yeah. you know, yeah, man, far let's out. Let's get the top out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, switching gears. Can I ask you about your worst gig? Thinking about, oh my god, that gig was terrible. Oh, man. How the hell well, did that's we you do again? That? That's you again. Is that you again? Uh, yeah, the BMX, the BMX show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is already fantastic. Same shit, man. <laughs> Playing in a cover band way back, you know, when you start. You, yes. You, you're, it's like role play, yeah? You, you want to be Slash or you want to be whoever. And, and you'll play, in my case, any you'll play any gig. Any right? gig. And um, I played a good gig. And then we, the group that I was in, we scored this, you know, you go... You play a good gig, and then some guy goes, uh, "Buddy, I got a gig for you. You want to play it?" <laughs> it was ah. at the Australian BMX Championships on the back of a truck, and there was sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet sounding gig. <laughs> that yeah, sounds yeah fantastic. it was. It was. It would have been, man, because there was so many people there. <laughs> um, but uh, the band broke up before the gig, and then we just like pulled some guys together and and fronted up. Yeah, and the drummer was um, stoned off his face, and he. he was missing like the thing on the hi hat that makes it go up and down, um, and uh, the guy had this old Russian car, and 
he he had it was the middle of summer and the windows were stuck up and the heater was stuck on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And anyway, it just fell apart and then yeah, um, yeah it all ends in a fight. But I mean, people, people were throwing stuff at you. Yeah, yeah, people were throwing stuff and yeah. Apple. People were throwing us. stuff. That's how much they hated um, it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's I mean, just it's covers. Well, how badly could you have played the oh, covers? Shocking! Man. Shocking! It, it, yeah, it was terrible. You yeah. know, uh, I think we played White Room by Cream. And it goes into that. <laughs> dun, 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 and the drums uh. weren't even there. It was just. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Horrendous. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. There you go. I told you it wasn't for the faint hearted. The boys from Swedish Pop Factory, they are a riot. Gosh, I can't wait for their set on Saturday night. Uh, and now we're going all the way back to episode three for Del Sinki. Del Sinki is going to tell us a little bit about how uh, a drummer procured a drum kit in a questionable fashion. Here we are. And so in high school, did you play in a band? Yeah, grade 10 was my first. I started playing guitar in grade 10, so I was 15. Sort of late bloomer. Um, and yes, I played in a band called Simba. We were a three-piece Nirvana cover band, basically. We yeah. played all Nirvana songs and we played one Offspring song called I can't remember what it was called like it wasn't self esteem no nah, it wasn't I couldn't sing that high no it was pretty high though but it was like yeah it was one of the one of the not so popular ones and we played smoke on the water and that was it that other was than it. that it was all Nirvana songs yeah yeah we and were we were didn't pretty pin bad. any of your own tunes at that stage yeah we did yeah oh, you yeah, did yeah we had three of our own but we bet you know we didn't really play them mm-hmm. you know as as in the, we were just doing parties and stuff so no oh, that's not true actually we probably did play them but um yeah, yeah. I, they weren't. We were, we were all about Nirvana at the time. And were you the front man? Yeah, I was the front man. I was the singer and guitar player. We had a bass player called Boyd Witzerman and a drummer called Jason Barwick. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of those guys continue with music? Or? Uh, no, no, not as far as I know. Yeah. Funny story about Jason. I, should, I probably shouldn't say this story, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> and he got fired for it. So uh, one day we rocked up to his house and he had a brand new kit, like a Powerbeat drum kit. At the time, I'm pretty sure they were about 600 bucks. They're not much, but sure. as in, you know, we were grade 10, so a lot of money to us. 100%. He yeah. worked at the survey down the road, and uh, about three weeks later, he got fired. And we were like, what happened? And he stole the money <laughs> to buy the drum kit. <laughs> and he was from the servo that the he worked power at. Beat. The power beat. And just bought it and was like, and I remember we were rehearsing once, and he copped a phone call in between, obviously, the, the deed and. and uh, getting fired so you know somewhere in between those two or three weeks and he hung up and he was shaken and he was a pretty loose dude so i was like that's unusual he's like no 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 my boss he no 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 and i was like "Ooh, what's happened here and i was like because you know you've got this brand new kit you don't work you know you don't work that much you work like three days a week or something you know for four hours a shift or so that was pretty funny oh man jason what can you do Mm. well i mean you know the the ignorance of youth i suppose We'll have yeah. to chalk that one up too. <laughs> My goodness. Or just the over-excitement. Uh, yes, exactly. Mm. There you go, kids. If you want to buy a drum kit, get a job and don't steal from your employer because it'll come back to bite you. You hit it here first. Well, you hit it here about, you know, in episode three. And now again, in episode 95. Hey, and the story still rings true. So there you go. Now we're going to go all the way to episode 12 with Anth from the Warbirds. And we have a little bit of chat about the lugs up the stairs in Melbourne venues. 
That takes me back, man. I haven't thought of the green room since, yeah, I mean, the early noughties. But Apart this- from the stairs, the place was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the place was great. Well, yeah, they couldn't have been as bad as the stairs at the, the revolver. revolver. Fuck me. <laughs> we both were going there. JCL bassist in our band, he had a, I think his 8x10 bass cab, and he thought, fuck, I actually might have, might have been a... Whatever quad box, but he thought, yeah. "Fuck this!" He just threw his quad box down the stairs. He just rolled it down. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, he goes, "I'm not carrying it." Yeah, and he just threw it yeah. down the stairs. It's like an old, old quad. It survived. Yeah, it survived. I don't think anything could survive those stairs. Yeah, now they were brutal. I think a close second to the worst stair lug venue in in town would be the. Ding dong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're going to say yeah. it, yeah. Because they're narrow, those stairs. That's oh. why behind the stage there, yeah. They're brutal, man. The ding dong stairs. <laughs> oh, man, that takes me back, those stairs. And we've actually got a pretty hectic uh, stair climb to make on Saturday night as well at the Spotted Mallard. So, full circle. There you go. Now we're going to episode 49 with Nick Ivkovich of the Millionaires Club. And Nick is going to be telling us the story. Of how his band got to support Bon Jovi and the behind-the-scenes goss. Here it is. I did want to ask you um, if we can go back yep. um, to the Bon Jovi gig that you did, because mm. I didn't ask you when you were talking about it. Did you get to meet any of the band, or was it very business-like? Okay, now it's your spot. Now John's on stage to leave him alone, kind of thing. Or we did were, he at least shake your hand. We were treated terribly, really, by their crew. It was almost yeah. like a statement, like. Nah, you guys are the support band. Uh-huh. You're going to stay in that corner over there. Right. And the superstars are going to be in this... They can own the venue, but yeah. you stay in this closet. Okay. We, um, so when we did the Rod Laver show, which was the first show, yeah. so we're all wide-opened and excited and bushy-tailed and whatever. So, yeah. But they were... Oprah was in town as well. <laughs> so they... That's right. There was this group... Big brouhaha when she showed up to like Federation Square or some she shit. She was there and they were there. Like uh, they were on the show. John Bon Jovi were on Oprah's show yeah, yeah. in Federation Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So they, we saw them, we're in catering and we saw them arrive like in their limo. It stopped right in front of the, the, the entrance to the backstage area. We yes. could see it all. Yes. They jump out and like, oh my God, it's bon Oprah Jovi. and Bon Jovi. And, yeah. Oprah wasn't with them. It was just Bon Jovi. And then they disappeared for a bit. And then we heard, like, drums and stuff, you know, sort of like people tuning up their instruments. Sure. And they kick into a song. I'm like, oh, my God, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. Yes. So we went out into the arena area and there was no one except the band. Yes. Empty arena. Yes. And us. Private yes. audience, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And John's... Busting Richie's chops because Richie Sambora was still in the band. Right. Like stopping him and telling him, blah, 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 blah. I couldn't really hear what the, you know he was telling him. But it was clear that he was, was saying, dude, you do this or do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, and they're playing, I think it was Dry Country, which okay. is, you know, pretty cool. And then this guy, this manager dude, comes running up to us going, hey, what are you doing? We're like, well, it's okay. We're in the support band. He goes, yeah, exactly. No one watches Bon Jovi Soundcheck. We're like, oh, gosh. <gasps> okay. So we're like slinking out but then we hear um you know like a guy whistling to a microphone yeah it was john he stopped the band oh here we go what now and he gets in the mic and he goes 
the kids can stay. We're like, oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So, so you did kind of get to yeah, meet him. We're up, the, we're up the front and he's like giving us a thumbs up, like winking at us yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, well, it's better to play to somebody when you're sound checking. So that, even. that was cool. And like we asked the manager, we said, hey, can we meet the band? He goes, oh, I won't guarantee it. Right. It's kind of like, just leave us alone. Leave us alone kind of thing. We passed, we crossed paths. Uh, actually, we crossed paths with Richie. Yep. Uh, after our set. And Richie was walking like the stage way. Yes. And he slapped Nelly's sister on the ass. As you do. On the way past. And we were kind of like, hang on a minute. Is that supposed to happen? Yeah. But he just like, he, he no-sold it. He just walked off like... Hmm. He no-sold it. Yeah. Bring, bring in that wrestling yeah. term. I love it. He didn't sell it. So, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, was like, okay. Just another day at the yeah. job for him doing That's interesting. That. And then the next night, again, we crossed paths. as We were off stage. They were getting ready to go, go on. stage. And John was like, oh, that was amazing. You guys are great. We're like, oh, that's cool. But he was doing it from the comfort of a golf buggy. And we're walking like... Oh, to the opposite end of the stadium, stadium you know, to, to, to get, get back away to our, from them, our yeah. dressing closet. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and interestingly enough, Amp Nekic was working the catering that day. No shit! Yeah, yeah. And he, he was telling me the story. He was thinking, oh, these fucking bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, Getting to play with these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I'm super jealous. Yeah, Love cool. it. Oh, that's a great story, man. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, there you go. Nick Ivkovich. Old mate on the base telling, spinning a yarn about Bon Jovi and the crew. Oh my gosh. Now we're going to meet another member of the Millionaires Club who are going to be performing with us on Saturday night. Uh, the one and only Julian James. Now, this little snippet is taken from part one of Julian's uh, chat with me, episode 52. And uh, this uh, little ditty is all about how Julian uh, dealt, let's say, uh, with a crazed fan. At, ironically, Revolver Upstairs. Here it is. And then there was a gig at Revolver, an infamous gig, and it was a bit of a flat gig. There were people in there. It was just one of those gigs where I always said, I know the gig's not going well when you're aware of time passing you on stage. Ah. The good gigs, you'd go out there and within 30 seconds, you know, oh, we got them, and the, the gig would be over like that. Sure. But there'd be gigs where I'd be like, oh, geez, I can't wait to get home and get some chicken nuggets on the way. If you were having that thought in your head, the gig's not going well. Well, yeah. And it was one of those, it's like, oh, this is a bit flat, and some guy in the crowd after one song yelled something out, and you rather... And I was like, right, who said that? Because I was just looking for anything to... Yeah. And some guy came to the front of the stage and went to get on stage. And I remember saying, if you get on my stage, I'll bite your face off. And I'm saying this on the microphone. Oh. And um, he tried to get up and I just sort of gently pushed him down with my foot. Yeah. And then we went into the next song. And the crowd are probably thinking, oh, they're doing their wrestling bullshit again. You know? Sure, yeah. And uh, the song starts, her playing the song, and he goes up another way to get on stage, and the bass player saw him, and the bass player's still playing the song and sort of tried to block his way onto the stage, and he pushed the bass player. And within one sweep, I picked up the mic stand and just jacked this guy in the face. Really? And he's gone sailing, and I've just had oh. the... And I always had this thing with the guys in the band, no matter what happens, keep playing, because we'd had stage incidents before. before. And so I launched, and shit went everywhere, and the drummer still... Playing the yeah. bass, play still play. 
all of a sudden there's a melee everywhere. Security are in, people are in. I'm thinking, oh god, because I walloped this guy with yeah. the mic stand. Yeah, and like was it like the one the of metal the base? I, yeah, I just like bang out of nowhere oh. without, and I've just seen him go back, and I can't see where he's ended up. He's gone into the crowd. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh god, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg McCainch from Skyhooks is there because he was working with us at the time, so we're like, come down see the band. Yeah. He's there going, what the fuck's going on? So <laughs> after that, we're halfway to? through the gig. After yeah. that, I was like, fuck this. And I said, thank you, good night, and got off stage. I'm going, oh, what? oh no, what's happened? Went into the band room, which was tiny, and 20 people are trying to get in there. Poor Greg McCainch is in the Australian music legend. People are like opening the door in his face, trying to get, oh, this is Greg McCainch. Don't open the door in his face. Like, what? And he's just standing there, like, because he's seen it all. And Neil Wedd, who managed us, came in. I was like, oh, no. He goes, you've got to get out there and do another song. I said, no, I can't. He goes, everyone loved it. The crowd's lit. So <gasps> all right, went back on stage and they were just like, yes. And I was like, now we got him. And oh, it was a different gosh. gig with, and it was a shame that that had to happen Happened. to do it. But that yeah. was one of those things. And then once again, impressed picks it up saying that I knocked this guy out who was being a Abusive. but everyone was saying he was being a pain in the ass all night he'd been rude to girls he'd been so you were the saviour yeah man. so and I didn't realise this because I'm thinking, no, oh, you're no. thinking oh, I'm in trouble and when you? I jacked him I just heard the uh, the crowd go ooh like yeah. and people were saying oh as it was happening we thought oh they're doing wrestling shtick again right they said was when like, you belted they... him with the thing it was like that wasn't fake you no. cannot fake that he just yeah. smashed this guy in the face it kind of became like because you ever seen those things on the wrestling where if a fan jumps yeah. into the ring especially I Your think there was game. one where Hunter Hunter mm. and Stone Cold are in a yeah. match and they were feuding at the time. Yeah. And at one point, someone someone's trying comes behind Hunter, or, and one of them just starts wailing yeah. on this guy yeah. who was, you know, comes in with grievous, you yeah. know, intentions. Mm. And uh, it's like if you get on, if you get in the ring, you're fair yeah. game. And man, yeah. dude, if you get in on stage, on stage. you are fair. Yeah, but game, I was dude. more thinking of the thing of this is a packed crowd, and because we were doing the glam thing, but yeah. we had the attitude, and we were always that. You know, we'll, we'll beat you up and steal your girlfriend, but we're going out there looking like, and I'm in a feather boa. So we, we realised that when well, we thought it was hilarious, but some people would get like, you know, fuck these, these guys. guys. yeah. And I'd be like, you know, after I beat you up, I'm going to take your girlfriend out. Because we thought it was funny. And we're, yeah. again, not realising that some people don't realise that there's the a wrestling shtick behind happening. it. Yeah. Just thinking, these guys are fucking idiots. But yeah. we, it was almost for our own amusement. Oh, there you go. We are whizzing past all these memories. But before we get to any more, I want to tell you about our sponsor for the Art of Touring, Anytime Fitness. Anytime Fitness in Epping, baby. I recently joined the Anytime Fitness community and I love it. They give you a key fob, which gives you 24-hour access to not only your home gym, but every Anytime Fitness location around the world, which means if you're planning a holiday and you don't want to ease up on your training, you can still find a gym wherever you are around the globe. And it's perfect for the touring musician or wrestler. If you're on the road and you need to get a pump in before your next match or your next gig, you can always find an Anytime Fitness location somewhere Somewhere around the world to get your training in. And the, oh man, I love the concept of the 24 hour gym. You go there anytime, day or night, and you can get your training in. And the best part for me is their app 
crowd DJ. You can download it to your smartphone and you can control the music in the gym. So if you're in the mood to play some of your favorite tracks and you've forgotten your headphones at home, or if you're like me and you don't like to wear headphones while you train, you can still listen to your own playlist of music while getting your gym session done. They also have the Anytime Fitness app, which has heaps of programs and workouts to help you on your fitness journey. Not to mention uh, the very friendly staff, which are always very happy to help. And don't forget, Anytime Fitness are offering free signups. That's right, zero joining fee from uh, May 19th. Uh, and it's they're giving those out at the Art of Touring 100th episode. So come on down and sign up at Anytime Fitness today. Right now we're taking it back down to episode down up. I can't remember episode eighty four. Aaron eighty guitar player for the Millionaires Club, and Aaron is going to be telling us all about what it's like at the biggest waterfall on the planet. We went to um, Niagara Falls, the American side of Niagara Falls, yeah, and it was negative twenty two degrees. Oh man, we saw the falls frozen over. No shit. Yeah. So we were there and that wind chill when it hits you in the face. Dude. I can't even describe it, man, to you. We had like like scarves and stuff over our face, did nothing. It hits you in the face, you can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) But we're the idiots trying to look at Niagara Falls. And it's frozen over. It's frozen over. Whoa. Yeah. And then you look across. Have you ever been? Never. You look across and you can see um, the Canadian side. Yes. Have you been back while it was not winter and frozen over? Like- no, I only seen it frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no context. That, that is a proper tour life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never well, been back. I only ever seen it frozen. I've seen it frozen with the yeah. band. That's it. Never on these uh, tourist, you know. I remember Midsummer. when I was a kid, there was like this weird doco of all these people that would like go in a barrel. And go over the edge of Niagara Falls oh. thinking they would survive and they would just die? Yeah. It's like, what, pretty... are you, what are you doing? You fucking... It's <laughs> it's a pretty big fall, man. <laughs> You're in a barrel. What do you expect oh, is going to happen? Jeez. What is wrong with people? I know. I know. I remember just... thinking that as a kid. Like, it terrified me. Like... Why is this on the tally? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> So if you're doing that, look, you probably don't deserve to be around. No, yeah. If you think that's a good idea, mate, go for it. Probably don't need you on the planet. Oh my gosh, yeah. Niagara Falls. So even like the they had, you know, the binoculars there so you can look through and stuff. They were mm. all like solid blocks of ice. Really? Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Completely man. frozen over. Uh, I've never, never experienced cold like in, in North America. Oh, there you go, Niagara Falls, mate. Who knew? Who knew? All right, now we're going all the way back down to episode 28 with Troy Mail. Troy Mail is going to be playing guitar. He's taken up the axe duties on the guitar for the Hollywood hitters on Saturday night. And now he's going to recall the tale of the ups and downs of playing the cruise ship gig. Hey. So so every day was a case of we'd have a rehearsal about midday, we'd get yeah. the music, maybe we'd not worked with the scene, with the entertainer before or we had, yeah. chuck the music in front of us, do a one-hour rehearsal, yep. play again that night. 
Wow. Yeah. So, and so was there entertainment every night of the week or was it only like five nights? Yeah, no, it was every night of the week. And two Whoa. shows, two shows. So we'd have a rehearsal, 45 minutes for, to an hour. Yeah. And then later that night, we'd do two 50-minute shows. And uh, in an 800-seat theatre too, which was great. Yeah. It's playing to a nice big nice big room. Did you give, ever get any like um, seasickness? No, not really. They, no? No. They, they rock a little bit. The ships, yeah, that never really gets too bad, and you certainly feel it when you first get on. It's a it's a slow kind of rocking motion, ah. but after a while you get used to it. You, you don't notice anymore. It. Yeah, ah, but no, okay. I, I, no, I never, I never got never sick. got it. No, far out. Yeah. I guess they're pretty freaking big. Hey, they're massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and they generally sail in calmer waters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I only really ever. I remember one time in in Alaska we were sailing, and I was playing solo up on the top deck, mm. and. You could, I could see the bow of the ship and we were, the bow was rocking so much that we'd go so high up in the air that all I could see at the front window was sky <gasps> and then we'd go down and all I could see was the water. Yeah. And so I was just, and you know, crap, you know, little candlestick holders are flying off the tables and oh, but that, no. was, that was the worst, it, that was the worst it ever got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but um, And you didn't get sick or nothing? Never got sick, no. But people around you like just puking their guts out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go, take it from Troy, mate. If you're going to go on a cruise ship, make sure you've got an iron gut because it goes up and down. I don't think I could do it, man. Maybe for a little bit, but uh, kudos to you, mate. Two years on the ships, not sick once. What a, what a record. Got to be a record. Now, we're going to episode 36 with Wolfie. Wolfie's playing drums with the Hollywood Hitters on Saturday night, and Wolfie's going to be telling us the tale of him playing overseas in Iraq for the Aussie troops. Check it out. There's just another thing I did as well was um, Dallas Crane, if you've heard of them. Yeah. I went, uh, I went to Iraq with Dallas Crane Whoa. Uh, this year. You did year. that Iraq tour? Yeah. Whoa. And played for all the Australian and American servicemen and women over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Steve, their drummer, couldn't make the shows and I'd known those guys for a long time. Yeah. So I went over and did that. And it was a surreal experience. Mm. Unbelievable. You know, it really was. They gave us the full treatment over there. 14 days was about as long as you'd want to spend over there because you were kind of, you were living as they would live. So they were waking us up early. There wasn't really any booze over there either. Um, In the American camps, they actually have a bar and you're allowed three drinks a day. Three a day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not like that with the Australians. The Australians are far more clinical. And it's like a, a big metropolis. Like they've got a McDonald's and they've got a pool and a gym and like this huge. Um, they thing do. Or... They do in the American camps. They don't yeah. have a McDonald's. No. Um, but the food in the American camps is pretty damn ordinary. Whereas oh, really? in, in the Australian camp, it was five stars. So the Americans huh. have to. Some of their money out of their pay packet goes to food. Right. So they want what they know and they don't want anything else. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. all fried and pretty awful. But, <laughs> okay, yeah. But, I'd probably love it because I love Americana. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but but the pizza wasn't even good, though. Oh, The pizza right. wasn't even good. Oh, it was, okay. it was, terrible. was terrible. It was terrible. Ah. But in the Australian, oh my goodness, the Australian food. What did, what did they have? Oh, just, um, it was amazing. Every night was different. It was just really? five star. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was just killer. It was like, <laughs> man, we're going to get fat here because yeah, we're like, yeah. all we're doing is sitting around. Around and then we're eating food and we yeah. only did like three shows and that was it yeah and did you have to like wear like a bulletproof vest and a helmet we had and to wear all the gear all yeah. the gear and all the time 
but all the, the but time. But the funny thing is, even is, sleeping in a bulletproof vest. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. But the, the funny thing was too in Amer- in the American, they're so much more relaxed. Like ah. I was walking around in a paisley shirt and flares, and people looking at me like I was. <laughs> Like I was crazy, but it was quite funny, you know. So it was a lot more relaxed than the American camps. But you know, we got to go out and shoot their weapons, which was an interesting experience. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool, and they gave they gave us the whole um the the whole treatment. They really did. Far out, man. It was so cool. Oh, there you go. I love that story. Very unique look at uh, touring life for the muso. For the gig-hardened muso, which is Wolfie. Good on you, mate. Fantastic effort uh, doing your part over there for the troops. Uh, And now we're going to episode 83, the boys from Creek, Dylan and Matt. Matt will be playing guitar for the Hollywood hitters. And uh, this is our final uh, snippet, our final uh, trip down memory lane. And Matt and uh, Dylan recall the tale of how their music evoked some pretty groovy feelings in a couple <laughs> at a festival. I'm already laughing. Check it out. Yeah, man. I, like, because we've done so many gigs, like, like mm. there's been some funny shit too. Like, you know, um, like a few festivals we've played, like um, one bloke come up to us after we played. <laughs> and he goes, boys. I just want to tell you something. Well, he was talking to you. And he goes, my wife. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> do you take it? Oh, no, you can take away. Dylan, do it, do it. Go, go, go. Oh, just no. do it. Well, he goes, he said, I mean, I don't want to sound crude here. No, he no, goes, please, please. I mean, I can't even remember how he said it. What did he do? He said, he went up. Last night. And he's like... It's like, after listening to your guys' set... This is the best compliment ever, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, Me and my wife, we just made love all night. More like, my wife the shit out of me last night because of you boys. (laughs) (laughs) And then the best bit to top it off, hey boys, here's my wife. Dale, come over here, meet the band. Oh my God. And she had no idea what oh, no, 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 he had just divulged no, to you, no, boys. No, she comes up all bubbly. She goes, hey, boys, yeah, nice to meet you. Really loved the music last night. <laughs> really got my juices flowing, boys. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty Man, funny. you told that way better. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. So when, so what you're saying is, when I, I should be careful with this CD you've given me tonight. Our new album. Don't play this unless I'm in the mood for the, <laughs> yeah. the missus to Chuck ravage the bio, me. Yeah, yeah, Chuck the Creek album on baby making music. Oh, man, and that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 95, all done. Man, I haven't had so much fun putting together an episode. I mean, obviously, all the conversations are fun, but the editing's usually a bit of a drag. But, you know, putting all this together, it was it was an onslaught. I think I mentioned I started uh, this process at about 11. and Sorry, at about 10, and now it's 11. So it's taken me a good hour to put all those snippets together. I certainly had to flex my Pro Tool skills, you know. But um, it was worth it, man. I, I really uh, I can't wait to listen to it all back you know um and i hope you've enjoyed listening to it as well uh thank you for listening 
Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, give the podcast a rating and a share on social media on uh, and use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Um, if you are a first-time listener to the show, um, come on back each week. Usually we have a, a whole hour-long conversation with a musician, a wrestler, or a performer. Uh, so uh, if you're into that long-form interview style, like your Joe Rogans, like your uh, Mark Marins, then come on, give his dog a go. I don't bite. Hard. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show. If you are a touring musician, a performer, or a wrestler, please hit me up. I'd love to have a chat to you. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. Um, give this podcast a, a bit of a, a plug with your friends and family um, and give it a rating on the podcast app on your phone and write a five-star review for me. That would be awesome. And now, let me remind you of all the awesome stuff that's going down at the Spotted Mullard on Feb 15th. That's right, on Feb 15th at Spotted Mallard, Brunswick, the Art of Touring podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, is turning 100th, and we are celebrating with a live event. Joining me on all the on the night is all the guests that you just heard on this week's episode. Millionaires Club, Delsinki, Warbirds, Swedish Pop Factory, the Hollywood Hitters. We're all going to be there. It's going to be insane. It's going to be incredible. And don't forget, uh, we've got our sponsors coming to the table as well. We've got Anytime Fitness with free signups. We have got Lobo's Collectibles with 15% off. And we've got those collectible pins. Okay, so as of now, we've got about 10 or 15 left. The pre-sales are going pretty good. So if you want those... If you want those collectible pins, you better grab a ticket now. Or maybe there might be one left for you on the door if you're lucky. That is this Saturday night, Feb 15th at Spotted Mallard. I will see you there or I'll see you at another time. Did you just call me Jobin? <laughs> I love that movie. Hey, uh, that's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to my big man, my main man, Chris Wall. He is on the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelled W-A-H-L. And he also, I mean, because he designed the artwork for the show, that means in turn he designed the artwork for the pins as well. So if you want those collectible pins, there's another reason, because it's got great artwork from Mr. Wall. Chris Wall, you're the man. Big thanks to my guests this week, Swedish Pop Factory, Delsinki, Warbirds, Nick and Jules from the Millionaires Club, Wolfie, Troy and Matt from the Hollywood Hitters, uh, and Dylan as well from Creek, who also made a cameo appearance. Oh my God, that's all from me this week. I can't believe it. We are here, 100th episode tomorrow night. I will see you there, Art of Turing listeners. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode with the Ziz Dog. Oh, oh, oh. And don't forget, this week's podcast and every week's podcast is brought to you by Lobos Collectibles in Thornbury, the best vintage toy store in the universe, and Anytime Fitness in Epping, where, as the name suggests, you can train anytime, day or night.